welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. It's time now for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. Welcome back, everyone. The game is eight days away. Memphis and Iowa State. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl game for 2023. We welcome you back to the program. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd, soon to be joined by Harold Grader from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. Their Christmas sale continues. For your procrastinators out there, you still have some time to get on over there, see what they have to offer at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. If you're just getting your Thursday underway, 39 degrees, partly cloudy skies, looking at a high day of about 61 under partly sunny skies. Then tonight, overcast, a low temperature of somewhere in the 40s. So there you go. That's your weather for today. As Harold Grainer joins us now here in studio, Mr. H.G., how are you? Good morning. Doing great. Good to see you guys. Glad to be with you. You were so concerned about picking these bowl games. You're off to a great start, by the way. Oh, really? We will continue here that? in a second. Yeah, we're picking all the bowl games, but we're not doing the odds. We're not doing the spreads. We're just we're not even doing research. We're just picking. <laughs> we're just picking. So anyway, uh, Eli, before uh, in hour two of the show, you were talking about the Florida State situation, maybe an enlightened herald on, on what's going on there. Yeah, interesting stuff uh, out this morning. Yeah, right? the, um, from what Ross Dellinger wrote, what they – could the the legal action i guess that they would be going is is trying to get a declaratory judgment action to say that they are not bound to the grant of rights contract for on what what grounds i that's i have no idea i'm not a lawyer and certainly i haven't seen the contract so but you didn't say the holiday and express and, and i did not i did not even say oh. the holiday and express <laughs> okay. um but i was Why i would, how do they sign contracts anymore i will say this i guarantee you Clemson and North Carolina yeah. go down the list of schools. We'll all be very interested if this comes about. And if if they were able to get, let's say they could get this done legally. And who knows how again how long that would take to officially be by the time it's appealed and everything else. But if these schools could get out of that grant of rights deal and leave pretty much immediately, how many schools do you think leave the ACC? It depends on how many conferences, which conferences want them, right? Right. That's number one. Do they have a home to go to? And you would think the the dominant schools, FSU, Clemson, Clemson North Carolina probably leaves. Perhaps, yeah. And if they go, you got to think Duke's going with them. NC State may be going with them because they'll. they'll but see, the thing is, Duke. Did, nobody wants Duke's football team. Like, no. So it's like, but they want well, the compared, compared to Vanderbilt, they're Alabama. For goodness sakes, their football. Duke hasn't been that bad the last few years. But here's my question. So right now we have how many going into 2024 when everything changes, how many SEC schools with the addition of Texas, Oklahoma? That makes it 16? 16. 16. 16. And with the Big Ten additions from the Pac-12, that'll make how many? 16, is it not? I used to have 18, a chart. I believe 18. 18? That'll okay. be 18. Because they're, they're, taking, they're taking four, right? Okay. Yeah, I used to have a chart. Okay. So I committed that to memory. We're getting we're going to get yeah. to the twenties. We're going to get twenty in we're the mega conference. towards that so direction. So four SEC, two Big Ten. Are there six from the ACC that are good enough that those two conferences would want? Yes. 
Yes, uh, from an SEC perspective, obviously they want to protect their territory here in the south, southeastern part of the of the country. You know, does the SEC? You know, their philosophy uh, has been: we want to take the the state university, take the entire state, expand the footprint. Hence, you know, years ago, Arkansas, then Mizzou, South Carolina as examples of what they have done with expansion. Uh, Oklahoma. Um, obviously, they were already in Texas with A&M. Now, obviously, FSU is a very attractive school from a football perspective. But would the SEC want to go up the eastern seaboard? You know, take a North Carolina or a Duke or a, or a Virginia where they're expanding the actual footprint of the conference, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's my understanding. Um, obviously, the lawyers for FSU have been looking at this issue for oh yeah, a, at is... least a year, maybe more. Um, and, and the other schools too. Like I'm sure yeah. they've all been looking at this, and, trying and, to see if there's a way. But but they have been the most vocal about their displeasure. First, it was about you know revenue and and uh, having you know getting more revenue. Uh, and then the latest piece of that uh, was, you know, getting shunned by the uh, the playoff committee and the perceived lack of respect for the ACC. So that may have been the last straw. Uh, there there is an emergency board meeting tomorrow, right? Today, the board of trustees is it are today? meeting today. They called um, it yesterday. They're they're doing it today. If they've given and, their twenty four hours notice. Yeah, and I think uh, that if if all of this were to play out in their favor. I think their notice to leave would have to be sometime in the summer of 24. Take that back. They did, it is tomorrow. They called okay. the meeting today. They announced the meeting today. Tomorrow, it's, yeah. The 24-hour rule that they have to do. Yeah, and again, I think that window, if they were to take that step, I think they would have to notify the league they're leaving. I, I want to say it's sometime next summer, July, August of 24, to say at the end of the 24 school year, fiscal year, we're heading – Somewhere else. Yeah, but why? That, why I think would, that's the that, timeline. But that, should all this play out? That would require right now. A, for the legal process to play out very quickly. Very which quickly. I, don't, I can't imagine. Which is but, why they're asking why, for a declaratory. Yeah. Why are ruling. they calling them for an emergency board meeting if it's going to play out so long? Like you said. Well, why is it that they're so desperate to have this meeting tomorrow? Well, the, the faster you started, yeah. But it's like emergency else. meeting. Have a regular meeting next week. It's not like it's going to happen overnight. Well, I don't know when their next regular scheduled meeting is. Uh, I, I don't know. Sound, I don't sounds... know when their next scheduled meeting was. But that the faster you yeah. start the legal process, There's... the more. It just the, sounds the like a sense of urgency, which obviously, when you say emergency, there is a. It's not emergency. I didn't say emergency. It's just a, it's just not a scheduled meeting. What, I th- what, give me the uh, clarification. What did you say specifically? It was a. They called the meeting. I thought it was an urgent meeting or something you had said. If it's uh, just a regular meeting, okay. I, I mean, it's not a scheduled meeting. They call it it's a special. Like, it's not a scheduled meeting, but it's a, not necessarily an emergency meeting. I mean, okay. you can term it however you want to term it. I mean, it wasn't on their agenda. They called the meeting today, and they'll have it tomorrow. Right. It's, you, a, it's you, a special it's, meeting of the board. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. The, However, whatever but, adjectives but the, you want to attach to it. But the thing is, like, we talk about, you know, I'm sure Clemson's watching this closely. And sure. I'm sure and all of these schools are watching this closely or whatever comes out. But you also look at the trickle down to yeah. the University of Memphis. Absolutely. And other schools. Like if. Is there an opportunity? If, if suddenly Florida State yes. and their lawyers 
find a way that we can get out of this grant of rights, opening the door for them to leave, presumably Clemson to leave, right. who knows how many other to leave. Well, now we suddenly have a new conference opening of, hey, we need schools. And we already yeah. know the ACC's gone once to the AAC. Right. Um, little special circumstances there with Clemson or with SMU and what they're willing to give up. But, I mean, this, again, from yeah. a Memphis perspective, you hope that Florida State's lawyers figure this thing out and find a way out of that grant of rights deal. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the conversation here in Memphis and with the University of Memphis has been looking west to the Big 12 mm-hmm. all these years. There may be an, an opportunity, if this were to play out, to look east. And I would say, again, taking my bowl hat off and putting him on my University of Memphis alum fan hat, if that were to happen... Obviously, the key key things for me would be, one, is there any semblance, resemblance of an actual ACC, or is it just a reconstituted American? Yeah, that's, the, it, that's what I wonder, it, how many is teams it, leave. Is it a quote-unquote Power Five? Are you going to have all of the benefits of being in a Power Five? Who are you joining? Who's left? Is there some substance there? Um, so... Or do you stay where you are? I mean, again, if the pieces are going to be moving, what comes if they were to contemplate potentially moving to the ACC? What does that mean? What does it bring to the university? Well, it depends. It go there. It de- is it worth it? It depends, I mean, is, Harold. It, depending on who left, is is there what? is there any value there versus staying where you are? Right, right. Again, no. It depends on what the, who constitutes what schools const, would c- constitute. The, the, the revamped ACC, if all this were to play out. Well, certainly that's the question yeah. that needs to be asked. But if they're going the direction of the breakaway, like Chip Kelly right. had suggested the other yeah. day that they're going, you know, and he talked about 64 teams. Right. I still think it's going to be a breakaway of four. You know, there are some people that think it'll just be the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah. I still think that it'll be 420 team leagues. That's 80 teams. you got to be one of those 80, and you're going to branch away from everybody else that's left in Division 1A football. And so let's think about it. First of all, Sankey has said that they're not interested right now. We'll see how interested he is when they find out how much more money they can make by adding, who I would guess, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, North Carolina. I'm thinking those four. That's got to be a healthy raise if you're bringing those four schools in. Right? think? You would think. Right. Sure. That would get them the 20. And of course, Notre Dame screws up everything. It just it pisses yeah. me off every time I think about Notre Dame. As much as I like them, it still does because they're just a separate entity. But the two maybe you go after if you're the Big Ten would be Virginia. I mean, Virginia is the name. Yeah. The prominent sure. name. Not, Absolutely. not the greatest football program, but the academics. The academics mean a lot to the Virginia, Big Ten. Virginia, and uh, throw in a second one, who would it be? Would it be NC State? Well, again, the whole question this becomes, if, if this all happened and all those teams are leaving the ACC, well, now Notre Dame's contract with the ACC is not nearly as good because they're losing all right. these games against premier opponents. Does Again, does that trigger Notre Dame to say, okay, now we do need to join a conference because the conference we have to deal with is falling apart and that deal isn't as good. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, let's let's say, gosh, I, I, I hope that's the case. If, if this ever happened, and you got Notre Dame and Virginia to go to the Big Ten, they got their twenty teams. So you're talking about what's left with the ACC, yeah. and, 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 You'd still and have. potentially, I mean, to take it to an extreme, does the ACC turn into a pack where there's literally nothing left? 
See, but I, think I don't the, think there's enough homes for them to go to. Right. Yeah, that, I don't think because I don't yeah. think there's going to be going over twenty. But you think about what they the would SEC. have left: NC State, Georgia Wake Tech. Forest, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Syracuse. That's still it's not great, but it's not bad. And then you throw in what you can throw in, and that's where you hope. Like yeah. Memphis would be in that line, right. to succeed. Well, the thing again. Unless, like, yeah, and again, I don't know where they would go because I don't think the Big Twelve is going to sweep in, swoop in, and take a bunch of them. I don't, I don't know, but there's to me because there's not enough places to go. There's still going to be enough remnants of the ACC that it's still going to be a conference, right. unlike the Pac. Right, right. right. Um, and if there's still a remnants, enough remnants that it's going to be a conference, it's going to be better than the AAC. Because they're going to take AAC schools. So if you're not one right. of the AAC schools they take, right. the AAC is going to lose other schools, and you're just going to be left with more scraps right. from the AAC. You'd much rather be left with the scraps of the ACC than left with the scraps of the AAC. Right. Yeah, so true. And then, and then pulling in from the Sun Belt and Conference yes. USA. And, but the other scenario, yeah. the other scenario too— what, what, the, the, this may be the last train out of town. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. That's to right. use that analogy. That's right. Because and, the Sun You better be on it. Yeah. And, and they know that. They know that. And again, oh, absolutely. And, and hence the stadium stuff and the rent. You know, it started with the renovations oh, no question. And, and all of that stuff. If they are, and again, this wasn't a theory that I came up with. I think Jackie Sherrill originally had that on our station. Yeah. Four twenties. The Big Twelve. Where do they sit with teams? How many teams do they have right now? Would they? If it was a twenty-team deal, they have to add as well. The Big yeah, they have that. They're, they're, they're at right now what sixteen. They will Once be they at, lose Oklahoma and Texas, where are they at? Well, they, they're adding four, right? They're adding four. They lost two, added four, and they're adding four more. So that's 16? I think so. That's high math. They were at 10. In, it, they were yeah. at 10. They added the four for this year to get to 14. They right. played this year with 14. They're losing the two. Texas and Oklahoma to go down to 12, but then bringing they, in you net plus Colorado two. and Utah and... They have the four, corner. I think the four corners. Yeah, they have 14, they have 14 right, right. So now. So they would lose 16. two. And yeah. yeah, they would go six. So they would need four. Again, if it... They don't have yeah. to go to... Tw- I'm just saying in the, if this scenario worked out. So there's four more. Where do they go for that? You know, Are they going to also raid the rest of the ACC? And then you would, you would not have four conferences. Yeah. You know, and if you're a University of Memphis fan, I would I would say you want to pay very close attention to this court case. Exactly. I mean, that's, the thing. that's what I say. Like it matters very for Clemson, close. North Carolina, but it also matters for Memphis and any team in the AAC, like every team that's trying to get out. Um, but yeah, if if again, who knows if it's? I have no idea how good that contract is, and I'm I'm sure they got really good lawyers, and we know college football loves to make lawyers money. Uh, but yes, this. If Florida State, if this is the route they're going, if they are able to find a way, right. some crack in there that allows them out of that grant of rights deal, it could be the next big domino. <laughs> and that might we've had it every yes. summer. That might be next summer's thing of hey, here we go. Here's yes. the next yeah, round of and, movement. You know, because the, the the grant of rights runs through thirty six. Yes. So jumping ahead to the twenty four football season so 12 more years right 12 13 more years now i can tell you that in our bowl world we all know what's happening in 24 and 25 all the bowls have contracts with their conference partners the playoff is expanding in 24 but there have 
been no conversations, no contemplating seriously of what postseason college football is going to look like in 2026. So maybe things are, maybe this triggers a fast track to a lot of things happening. Right. Tying in postseason college football, because we know it's all driven by football and the revenue generated by football. Uh, you know, in this case, you know, we, we know what SMU was willing to give up to get to the ACC. Mm-hmm. One of the big questions is going to be, what would a school like FSU be willing to give up to get out? Or is the whole world going to change starting in 2026 because it hasn't been contemplated yet, at least publicly? And is the whole thing going to shift starting in 2026 where ESPN literally has it all? So all that ESPN money... What now, what now is controlled in a grant of rights, maybe it becomes a moot point. It's meaningless because we're all in this together. It's just this one huge pot of cash, and a grant of rights doesn't mean anything. You're because freaking it's a, me out, because man. It's all, you're because it's me all out. SEC money. What difference does it make? I mean, it's yeah. all ESPN money. Yeah. So what difference does it make? Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. No, in this I, story, Dellinger in this story, he says that the estimates just – I mean, again, nobody knows, but the estimates they say – for if for them to leave right now, what people believe would be around five hundred million dollars on top of the one hundred twenty million dollar exit fee. So you're talking six hundred and twenty million dollars. Well, well, you know what? They ought to call Jimbo Fisher and get along. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Six, if if they're, I mean, and listen, there's a lot of money in college football. Nobody can afford to pay six hundred twenty million just no, to get out crazy. of a conference. No. That is, like, you, like, you, you wouldn't think. Like, there's no way you you would be paying that much money to get out of a conference. It can't be that valuable to get out of a conference. I, I just wonder yeah. again <laughs> about they're, it. they're mad, but they're not <laughs> not that mad. Meaning crazy. Yeah. Also, I just right? wonder how ironclad 100, these contracts million are. Exit fee. Right. Right. You have to have some good lawyers, man, man. to be able to. Negotiate down from that money because again, these are contracts that you sign and they seem to be ironclad. But then again, what what do they say about contracts? They're not worth the paper they're written on. So, who knows? All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, or you can just call the lawyers who are working on this stuff and get a loan from them because they they, they continue, are they, they, all con- out, they continue to be the big winners. A lot of like a lot of billable hours. Billable hours are you bet the number one thing in college athletics. We will make our picks. We will get the schedule. What's happening with the teams? Uh, Iowa State and Memphis for next week from Harold. And I want to ask Harold about the. Uh, city council and the vote that came up positive for Memphis to run the show at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium as they will take over from the city of Memphis. We'll do all that when we return with the AutoZone Liberty Ball inside College Football Hour. This side of our program brought to you by Acura of Memphis, located on Ridgeway right there at 385. That's where you'll find them. That's where you're going to find some great automobiles, all those beautiful new Acuras, of course, pre-owned vehicles of all different kinds and certified pre-owned Acuras, great people to deal with throughout the car buying experience that you have at Acura Memphis. Go by, take a test drive, talk to the great folks at Acura Memphis and get yourself a great automobile. Maybe you're looking for that real special gift for this holiday season. I'll tell you, a new Acura would certainly go a long way to earning you a lot of brownie points at home. Go see them at Acura of Memphis. You're tuned in to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. 
Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside college football hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. So, HG, we were talking earlier in the show about the situation with the stadium. Obviously, the vote went in favor of the university taking over the ownership, if you will, running the show at the Liberty Bowl, Simmons, excuse me, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. So it would be actually for your game, for the Southern Heritage Classic, for all the Memphis games, for any concerts they have there, or any other shows they have there. But it's still not official official. Right. And so we were talking about Fred Jones and the Southern Heritage Classic and his company and their deal but and you and I said Harold probably doesn't know all the intricacies of of, of your contract. Maybe you do, but wh- why are those contracts different with the two entities? Like why do I don't think this? I've heard that they're they're different as far as they don't give you guys the same as they give them. You know, those contracts have been in place for for years and years. Mostly, the terms have remained constant and consistent over the, over the years. Just roll it over. It's just, you know, why are they different? Because, you know, Fred's needs and wants are different from our needs and wants to, to put on his game versus us putting on our event. Um, that's the short answer to that. Uh, is all of this stuff done? No, not yet. There's still a lot of conversation going on and uh, give and take yet to be had. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, are we expecting things to work out and we proceed with uh, a renovation to the stadium? Yeah, we think all that's going to happen. Uh, what the timeline of that looks like, not sure. But if they stick to the timeline that's been discussed over this past year, uh, you know, down goes the west side uh, sometime hopefully early in, in the new year with the expectation of, the construction being completed in time for the 25 football season. Right. We know they can't start at least until the minutes from the previous meeting are approved at the next council meeting, which is not until January 9th. So it couldn't, right. it's not like the, I think we had the vision of like, as soon as you guys walked out the building over there, finishing up your game, like here comes some dudes with the demolition yeah. balls and all that, yeah. but, but it won't happen that early, but hopefully it will happen. Like you said, sooner than later. So they're not off as far as their timing is concerned. I'm trying to get that thing done and complete it for when they want to yep. for the start of the 25 season. All right, time to pick some bowl games. Uh, we have picked nine so far. Let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What, Again, was, what was the last one we we picked on the schedule, Greg? The last game we had was uh, the Frisco Bowl, UTSA, and we all picked the winner there. But I have struggled a little bit out of the gate. You are. Off and rolling, Mr. Grader. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and two. I'll take it. Seven and two. So let's get going here. I'm sure we won't get to all of them here in this segment. We begin tonight. USF, Syracuse, Boca Raton Bowl. Eli, or Harold, begin with you as always. Boca? Boca. 
Syracuse does not have their starting quarterback, Garrett Schrader, the former Mississippi State quarterback. He is out for South Florida. It's in Boca, more or less a home game. (coughs) Give me South Florida. Give me the Bulls. Eli? Yeah, I'm going to go USF. Let's go American. P6 pride. There you go. Alex Golish has done a nice job with that team. I got to catch up. I'm already in a hole. Looks like I'm going to be buying lunch at this point, but I will go, just to be different, Syracuse. Uh, Gasparilla, that will be Friday. Georgia Tech, UCF, both teams 6 and 6. Eli. UCF. Former P6 Pride. Yes. I am picking UCF as well. The trifecta, UCF. It's a clean sweep for the Knights. We move on to the Saturday games. There are six bowl games this Saturday. Birmingham Bowl, Troy and Duke. Troy's 11-2, by the way. I pick first. Uh, Duke doesn't have their quarterback. He's moved on to Notre Dame. I'm going to go, and Troy lost their uh, coach. Right? Sumlin? He's now the head coach. Sumlin. Sumrall. Sumrall, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's now the coach at uh, Tulane. I will take, uh, nevertheless, I'm going to take Troy. Harold? Home game for Troy. Take I'm taking Troy. Eli? I'll take the men of Troy. Clean sweep there. The Camellia Bowl. Where's the Camellia Bowl, by the way? Where do they play that thing? Is that the one in Montgomery? I think it is. Yes, I believe so. Northern Illinois, Arkansas State, the Red My Wolves. My man, Butch. Harold? Butch Jones. Oh, Butch Jones all the way. You kidding me? I'm not going to pick against my buddy Butch. Eli? And I'm not going against the land of Lincoln. Give me Northern Illinois. <laughs> wow, I could get one back on Harold here, but I, I'm, I'm kind of with you with Butch. What, what, a, what a turnaround they made this year after the start they got out to. And I don't know much about Northern Illinois. I'm going to go Arkansas State, so I'll go with the Butcher. All right, Armed Forces Bowl, James Madison Air Force. JMU 11-1, Air Force 8-4. Uh, Eli. Uh, there's some people not playing for. Is JMU's quarterback playing? I can't I'm remember. I'm not sure. I stopped trying to keep track. I can't remember if he's playing or not. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take James Madison. I was so high on Air Force, and then they got their butts kicked. Yeah. Um, JMU's gonna be fired up for this one. I'm gonna go JMU. Me Carol? too. Yeah. Okay. James Madison. Oh, the old famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Georgia State, Utah State. Probably the one game, I mean, there's a bunch of these games, but the one game I'm like, eh, you know, just who cares? Um, it's out west, yep. long trip for Georgia State. Is it my turn to pick? Well, they're they're taking they're taking a plane, Greg. I mean, it's not like they're taking the, the wagon to covered wagons. <laughs> oh, they're not? I thought they, I thought they the there's gold there in those mountains. We're headed that west. Flight, that, that flight is oh my gosh, it's an extra hour. Oh my gosh, it, oh my good, good point. I'm still taking I'm still taking I'm still taking Utah State. Give me Utah State. You, you're right. You know, they'll you know and they loaded up on the train. Look, let me tell you, uh we had our you know, I, I've been to Boise a couple of times back in those days when we were with the Mountain West, and of course we had Boise in our game. Uh great town, fun place, you know, and in for the bowl trip. Uh, you know they take the teams. You know go uh, uh, snowmobiling and Did all that. Really? I mean, it's a, it's a they do a great job out there. Plus, obviously, you get to eat potatoes, uh, uh, air, any and every 
part of of the potato and and the way it's oh it, it yeah potatoes at every meal out there probably sick of potatoes you're after car, that you're tra- yeah, I can eat some French fries yeah there you go so you digging uh, what with does the, any of that have to do with said. my pick I mean I was just throwing that out there <laughs> I got I, I'm going with my friends I'm in that's the way I, I roll Blake Anderson right he's still yes. out at Utah State yes he is take I'm taking Utah State Eli. I don't know what the weather is going to be like for the game. I assume it won't be great. Let's hope it snows. Utah State, more prepared for that. I'll take Utah State. Okay. We move on to the Ventures Bowl, 68 Ventures Bowl. What is that? I have no idea. But South Alabama, Eastern Michigan, uh, Harold. What are their records? Both six and six. Both six and this six. This is the game in Mobile. Oh, it's in Mobile. Home game. That's a home. Oh, it's probably at their stadium. South Alabama Stadium, right? They don't play at Lad Lad Peebles. Yeah, I think I don't. I, don't, that I, don't they, I think that went the way of the Buffalo. Oh yeah, that's a home game for South Alabama. That went the way of they're traveling with the they're using that <laughs> Buffalo the, the covered wagon. Covered wagons. South Alabama. All right, Eli. Yes, South Alabama is a seventeen point favorite. I think I'll roll with them. Yep, I'm going there as well. Uh, we go to the Las Vegas Bowl. Utah and Northwestern. What a turnaround for Northwestern with everything that happened with Pat Fitzgerald. Utah's a six-point favorite. I don't know who, who the, who's quarterbacking in this game, but for Utah, oh, it's uh, Eli's pick first. Utes. Yeah, I like Utah. Me three. Utah. Okay. Uh, Hawaii Bowl. Coastal Carolina. San Jose State, both seven and five. I pick first. San Jose State's a ten point favorite. I'm gonna go with San Jose uh, State's the favorite. Yeah, by ten. I'm gonna go San Jose. Harold. Hmm. I'll go with San Jose State. Eli. Yeah, you don't, no now, Grace, no Grace now, and McCall. San now, Jose State. Now travel could be an issue. Have they fixed that stadium, by they're, the way? They're in a row. <laughs> it's like Hawaii 5 do you, do you know the way to San Jose? <laughs> <laughs> no, the question here is, do you know the way to Honolulu to, yeah, for the bowl game? Has, what have they done with that stadium? I mean, they're gonna they're building a new one out there. So they're where they I'm playing not sure, this one uh, high school I'm not again? Sure. Maybe a high level high school stadium. Maybe don't hold me to that though. Uh, quick, I know they're building a new one for, out there for Coastal Carolina. It's not as like I mean, it's still cool, but like Hawaii, like we're at Myrtle Beach. Like yeah, we we, we <laughs> have our own ocean. We, we have our own beaches. So for Coastal Carolina, is it better to go? Uh, don't even ask me. Fly that. east to get there, or no, or no, no, no. Fly west. Fly you still got to cross okay. the country. Oh, I know it's okay. a long way. That's a long way. Bowling okay. Green, Minnesota, quick lane bowl. Minnesota's a three and a half point favorite. Remember, they are the only team that got in with a five and seven record. Other who is. Uh, Minnesota, other than Minnesota. were they the only one? I think they were the only one, right? Mm-hmm. At five and seven, uh, your pick, Harold. Eli's rowing the boat right now. You were just talking about rowing the boat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been picking the the uh, smaller school in most of my picks. Gosh, this one, Minnesota. Eli, Minnesota, eh? I got to try to pick up some games for uh, my sake. Row, 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 row. Bowling at Green, my pick. First responder, Texas State Rice. This was the game Memphis played in last year. Uh, Texas State is a five and a half point favorite. They just gave G. Was his name G. J. Kinney? Yeah, former quarterback just, at Tulsa. At Tulsa, gave him yeah. a five year extension today yep. as head coach. Good for him, uh, Eli. Rice, P six Pride. I'm going to go Texas State. Harold? Yep, Texas State. 
Texas State. When those two teams get together, it's really just throughout the record. Throughout the record. One of the great rivalries of college football race at Texas State. Guaranteed rate bowl, Kansas and UNLV. Oh man, I hate Barry that. Odom's team. Yeah. They 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 ended like a dud, but man, they had a, they were rolling all year, still on nine games. And, and Barry is the finalist for the Steve Spurrier Award. Apparently it's for coach first year? year, it's for like first year head coaches or first year at a school award. How about that? Saw that on the Twitter the other day. With that said, I'm taking Kansas. Yeah. Girl. Oh, man. Yeah, both these guys are buddies of mine. <sighs> Lee Polt's a great coach. And so Barry's a great coach, too, but I like Lance a lot. I'll take Kansas. Begrudgingly. Eli? Kansas. That is a sweep. We move on to Virginia Tech and Tulane Military Bowl. Harold. What are the records? Tulane is 11 and 2. Virginia Tech is 6 and 6. Tulane, Michael Pratt's not going to play in the game. Don't have a coach. Willie Fritz has moved on to Houston. But I'm still sticking with Tulane. Wow. Eli? I will go uh, with the Texters. You're going Vod Tech. I'm going to go Tulane as well. Okay, a couple more. We'll take a break here. North Carolina, West Virginia, the Mayo Bowl, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Both teams are eight and four. West Virginia is a six and a half point favorite. Wow, six and a half point favorite over North Carolina. Eli, your pick. No May. But there is Mayo. I'll go West Virginia. Mountain Mama. For no reason other than. I have no idea who's playing quarterback for North Carolina. I'll go North Carolina. Harold? Big 12 pride, West Virginia. West Virginia. We go to Louisville, USC, Holiday Bowl. Who just picked first there? Is it mine? I think it's mine. Uh, Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite. USC, I can't imagine even care. Caleb Williams is not playing, obviously. Yeah. Give, me, give me Louisville. Harold? Yep. Cardinals. Eli? Louisville. Okay. Texas A&M, Oklahoma State in the Texas Bowl. Harold? Texas A&M a two-point favorite. Two-point favorite, and yeah. that's in Houston. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Eli? Oklahoma State. Yep. I agree. And... All right, we'll cut it off right there. We'll come back. We'll do the rest of them. Some of the big games, obviously. We'll get to the uh, the playoff games as well uh, as we continue and get uh, Harold's thoughts on next week. It's going to be a big week with, uh, obviously, the teams. Uh, Memphis, obviously, here. But uh, Iowa State arriving on Saturday, is it? The 24th. So that's Sunday. So Sunday. So they'll yeah. be here in a couple of days. We'll go over the schedule as you well. You bet. Genesis Diamonds, located at the Poplar Common Shopping Center, Poplar and Perkins Extended. Just a few days remaining to get that shopping done for the holiday. And at Genesis Diamonds, that's just a few days remaining to take advantage of five years, zero interest financing. That's right, five years, zero interest financing. That's what you can get right now through Christmas Eve at Genesis Diamonds. They're rolling back those interest rates, making it easy for you to find that great piece of jewelry, that special piece of jewelry for that special someone on the holiday list. You're thinking about getting 
getting engaged this holiday season, go see the folks at Genesis Diamonds. Unbelievable selection of diamonds, engagement rings that you'll find over there. Great prices to begin with, and now 0% financing for five years. But it's not just those engagement rings. It's everything in the store. The rings, earrings, bracelets, bands, certified natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, pre-owned Rolex watches, all available with the five years zero interest financing at Genesis Diamonds, Poplar and Perkins Extended in the Poplar Commons Shopping Center. You're listening to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour here on Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. We are Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. All right, welcome back, everybody. We made some picks off air. Time, time restraints, we move forward in the programming. Uh, we go to the Alamo Bowl, Arizona-Oklahoma. Thank you, Dari, for uh, that statement. <laughs> Arizona-Oklahoma, Harold. Uh, Oklahoma. Eli? Yeah, Oklahoma. I'm going to go Arizona. They played really well at the end of the year. Uh, are you sustaining from the, or abstaining, I should say, from Memphis, Iowa State? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, so we won't even pick that one. We'll wait. We got the Gator. We got the Gator. We got the Gator next. That's Clemson and uh, Kentucky. My pick? Go ahead. Yeah. Clemson. Clemson. Uh, Eli? Clemson. Me too. We got the Sun. That's Oregon State and Notre Dame. Mm. Eli? Notre Dame. I'm taking Notre Dame. Yep, trifecta. Notre Dame. Cotton Bowl, Missouri, and Ohio State. Ooh. I got to pick first in this one. I'm going to go Ohio State. Harold? I'm going with my man, Drink. The Drink? Mizzou? Yep, I'm going with the Drink. Eli? Uh... I don't know how many people from Ohio State aren't playing in the game. I assume there's a lot because yeah. Missouri's the favorite in this. Uh, I'm going to take Ohio State, though. Okay. Maybe, Al- maybe Dallin Hayden gets a chance to play and goes off. Auburn, Maryland in the Music City Bowl. Eli, pick first. Auburn. I ain't picking that garbage Maryland program. Well, Maryland's not going to win because... Uh, that's your school. Yeah, that's my school, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, Tungabaloa is not playing in this game. He's not so they're going to be they're going to lose. Auburn will win this game. I don't want them to win, but they'll win. Peach Bowl, Ole Miss, Whoa. Penn State. I didn't make my pick. Give me Hugh Freeze. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, Auburn. I figured you loved Auburn. Hugh. Ole Miss, Penn State. Uh, Harold. Ole Miss. Eli. Ole Miss. Ole Miss from me as well. We go to the Orange Bowl. We have Georgia and Florida State. People are going to make a big deal about this one, and they shouldn't. Uh, Eli. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, I hate to pick against Mike, but it'd give me Georgia. Okay, Arizona Bowl is uh, Toledo, Wyoming. That's me. Who cares? I'll pick Toledo. 
Harold. Yep, Toledo. Eli. Wyoming. Wyoming. Rely Quest Bowl. Rely Quest. Wisconsin LSU. Um, who's picks first? Harold. LSU. LSU. Eli. LSU. LSU for me as well. Of course, no, no Jaden Daniels. Fiesta Bowl. Liberty and Oregon. Eli, you pick first. Oregon. Oregon for me. Oregon. Okay. Iowa and Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. This is my pick first, right? I'm going to take. I'm going to this take, is easy. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee. Iowa didn't. They don't score. Eli, I mean Harold, uh, you're next. Tennessee. I'm taking. It'll be over by the half. If Tennessee can get over seven points by the half, then they've got the game won. <laughs> Something tells me. Who are you taking? Something you're taking tells Tennessee? me Josh will figure out a way to <laughs> I, coach his team to at least hey, seven. Points. Iowa doesn't allow any points either. You I don't understand. know what could happen. Could you got Tennessee. Things. Yes. Okay. We go to the two playoff well, games. Well, you know, and you know, going way back in the time machine to quote Steve Spurrier, you can't spell citrus without UT. <laughs> Jeez, Tennessee all the way. Playoff games, Alabama. I know where Harold's going. Yeah. Alabama, Michigan, the yeah. Rose Bowl game. I'm, I'm going to the game. That's where I'm going. Nice. Yeah. Looking for, we're, look, we're looking forward to that trip. So, Bama for you. Yeah, Bama. Roll Eli. Time. Alabama. I am taking Alabama as well. And then Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Eli. Texas. I am taking Washington. Texas. Texas. Rematch. Yep. There in the go. national championship game. Are we picking the national championship game? No, we're going to wait because you'll we'll, we'll still have a couple of more of these shows in January. Early January, right, Eli? Well, I think I'll be uh well, well I'll be I'll be back around I'll be back before the national yeah. championship game. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that yeah, Thursday the before Bowl. the championship game. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that then. So there we go. There's some picks. January fourth or whatever that is. I know that's yeah. boring radio for the folks out there. We apologize. But uh coming up in just a matter of eight days is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Eli and I will make our picks next week on that. It won't be part of our contest. Yep. Harold obviously abstaining from that. All right, so what's the schedule? We have uh, Iowa State arriving on the 24th, which is Sunday. Uh, looking forward to having Matt Campbell and his football team in town. They'll be practicing at Rhodes, uh, and they're going to jump right into the festivities. I know uh, they have plans to go uh, over to uh, AutoZone Park and the uh, Christmas holiday. Deck the Diamond. What's it called? Deck the Deck Diamond. Deck the Diamond. Uh, I think they're going over the Christmas night. I think Santa... He was uh, preoccupied, so he will not be there. But I know he's been making an appearance there every now and then. Maybe it's Craig Unger dressed up, but no, <laughs> Christmas no. night Santa's free. He's 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 done. Well, he, he's well, on vacation. He's not going to rest. He's, he's, he's at the beach. He's headed to. It's kind of like you. He's guys, headed to the beach. It's kind of like you guys right when your game ends. <laughs> nothing to do. You guys do you do nothing at that point. There, you, something like that. Something like that. So so I know they're going to enjoy that. Uh, they have uh, dinners out, our our official events. So it's a full week with, with Iowa State. And, again, we're looking forward to having them back. Haven't uh, had the uh, Cyclones since 2017. The Tigers, uh, they quote-unquote report. Uh, they'll be checking into their headquarter hotel, which is the Sheraton downtown, on the 26th. And, again, they'll jump right into uh, the festivities and uh, enjoy bowl week. And uh, we're looking forward to it. I was uh, stopped in at uh, Ryan's uh, radio show last night. H- haven't seen him in, in a few weeks, so I had a chance to catch up with him and uh, talk about, obviously, they had a big day yesterday on signing day, so a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around Tiger football. And, uh, Tiger fans, here's your chance. A lot of excitement after yesterday. Hopefully that rekindled and relit the fire. And uh, 
with all this conference talk, I mean, obviously for now, a lot of it's been focused on the Big 12, and uh, a top Big 12 official will will be attending the bowl game. And uh, from a national perspective, you know, the Tigers will have the east sideline, which is the far sideline or the opposite from the press box. That's the TV side for us, which is where I'm really heading with this, Tiger people. Wear your blue, fill up the east side, because that's what TV will see. That's what the nation is going to be seeing. So it's a real opportunity for the University of Memphis and their fan base to uh, put a very positive picture on the national stage that we provide through ESPN and the bowl game to send a message, hey, we have a Nine-win football team could be a 10-win football team. We're supportive uh, of our football program. We're ready to take that next step. We're going to have a renovated stadium. Let's go. So, Tiger fans, whoever, if you haven't, step up and, and support your football team. Those first people out of the uh, locker room when Memphis makes its entrance onto the field, you have to remind them. Take We're going to coach. Take a right. Take a right. Take yeah, a right. exactly. Don't, don't take a left. Take a right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But Memphis, so Memphis is the visiting team. So they they're are. On, they're on the far side, but they're still using their locker room? They will be in the south locker room. That's correct. In the south locker room. Okay. And um, Veer Wright, the numbers that people can call for Absolutely. Tickets? The number at the uh, world headquarters of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, 901-795-7700. Uh, glad to take your ticket orders, whether it's for the bowl game, any of the other events. Um, folks, it's here. Bowl week starts on Sunday with the arrival of Iowa State. And, and we're, again, we're excited about it, looking forward to it. 65th edition, uh, the iconic group, the Barquets, will be the entertainment at the President's Gala, also at halftime. Uh, so the full Memphis experience, you know, not not just for our friends from uh, Iowa State, but, you know, if you're a Tiger fan, you know, check into a hotel the night before the game. It, treat it like a road game. I mean, enjoy it. Be a part of it. Uh, what just we real, encourage you to just do real so. quickly? What sure. events are do you have that the public could get tickets to and go to that are bowl events? All of them. Rodeo, gala. Uh, what am I forgetting? The FCA breakfast, which is not particularly our event because it's a fundraiser for FCA. Um, it's all there on our website, AutoZoneLibertyBowl.org. Um, no ticket needed for the parade. Parade's free. Yeah. The pep rally's free. Uh, both teams, upon arrival at the stadium, will do their stadium, their traditional walks. Now, the Tigers and both teams will be arriving at noon, two and a half hours before kick. Now, the Tiger walk will not be down Tiger Lane because we've got too much stuff going on in Tiger Lane. Okay. It'll be the gate and the path, basically at the corner of where the Mid-South Coliseum is, and the new Sports and Events Center. I think that's early Maxwell and okay. Patriot Lane, Okay, I think is what that is. But that's where the buses will pull up. They'll walk down that road through the silver lot, go through the, the big gate there that goes into the yep. halo, hang a right, and away you go. Harold, I know you won't be with us next Thursday. You'll be pretty busy. A little bit. We, we will talk to you, and we'll see you on Friday Absolutely. Next week. We appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas to everyone. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy your families. And uh Nothing like uh, AutoZone Liberty Ball tickets for that last-minute Christmas shopping and stocking stuffer. Yeah, happy uh, Just I mean, Merry Christmas to you, Thank you as guys. well. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. All right, bet. that'll do it for us today. We appreciate you listening, folks. Thanks to uh, Brian Moss for joining us, Brad Williams as well, and, of course, Harold Grader. Tomorrow we're back starting at 7 a.m. Among our guests tomorrow, John Varlas, Joe Theismann will join us to talk some NFL, plus Matt Dillon and the Tiger Basketball Report. Handicapper Brandon Lang will have 10 in a row 
the game show that has swept the nation. Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 is coming up next. For Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd, and Harold Grader, I'm Greg Gaston. Have a great day, everybody.